We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We head out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Welcome in our guest of the Baltimore Banner covering the Ravens. It's Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, I... Show some compassion for me not getting a, a fully paid trip to Vegas. All right, you know. Uh, you know what? That's that's a, a, a thoughts and prayers moment. I will say, thoughts and prayers. That's I I could I would be bummed no matter what in that that case as well. You had no thoughts and no prayers for me. A little man. Well, because you were never going to Vegas. Oh, that's all right. With that, uh, Jonas, I got to ask you, like, what is what's the mood in Baltimore this week, given that? You know, the Ravens were the number one seed, and that loss happened in front of the home crowd with Ray Rice and Jonathan Ogden and every Raven who ever played there, and, and God watching that game. Uh, a lot of teeth gnashing, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, temple rubbing. Um, folks mad at Lamar. Folks mad at John Harbaugh. Folks mad at Steve Bashotti, the owner for not uh, giving Mike McDonald the, uh, the Iron Throne uh, <laughs> and, and not promising him the world to, to get him to stay in Baltimore. Uh, you know, I think the Ravens and Lamar, you could point him, you could throw him in this bucket too, have become a victim of their own success. I mean, and you look at the expectations for this team before the season, they were uh, by pretty much you, you know, near unanimous consensus a tier below the Chiefs the Bills, the Bengals, and they end up turning into one of the NFL's best ever teams. If you look at, you know, stuff by, by DVOA, you know, weighted DVOA had them as like one of the best teams ever going into the championship game round. So for them to fall flat in the way that they did, um, I think there's, there's definitely some misgivings about how Lamar has not been able to put together two good playoff performances in a row. Um, But, you know, I guess that you know there's just a lot of uncertainty about how to feel because they keep on putting together these these really really good teams just like they did in 2019, uh, looking like the best team in football, looking like a you know team that should march to the Super Bowl, and from those two teams they have managed a whopping one playoff win. So there is, uh, like I said, a lot of apprehension about the state of the Ravens, but when you consider how other teams around the league must feel, you know Buffalo not in any better shape having to waste it, possibly that golden window with Josh Allen. Um, that's just like in the AFC, man. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the headliner, and everyone else is kind of standing in his wake. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Lamar and the, the consternation over the, the, the playoff success or the, the lack thereof. Um, nationally, it's, you know, playoff Lamar, right? Um, is that how Ravens feel? Ravens fans, I should say, feel in Baltimore that uh, – you know, Lamar is a, a great regular season quarterback, but, um, you know, when the playoffs come, he's uh, a different player. Well, I should have I should have also added, you know, when I was explaining kind of how things are going here, <laughs> that there's also a lot of animosity toward Todd Munkin right now. And, uh, you know, he is the guy who, along with Mike McDonald, one of five finalists for that AP Assistant Coach of the Year award. You know, his quarterback is probably going to win uh, MVP honors in about six days' time. So, uh, 
there was a lot of frustration with him in the same way that there was a lot of frustration with Greg Roman in 2019 with that loss to the Titans, you know, who came in and knocked Baltimore off as the top seed about, you know, basically letting this offense not look like itself uh, the way it had for so much of the year. You know, the Ravens more pass heavy this year than they ever were, but they had uh, 11 design runs against the, uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs were not a good run defense uh, this year. Um, but, you know, to your guys' point, I mean, Lamar, I think he bought himself some breathing room with that performance against the Texans. But, you know, just kind of looking into to some of the numbers, like you could argue that in every single one of his playoff losses, that performance has been like one of the five versed by a quarterback in the playoffs of that respective year. And at a certain point, you have to wonder why a guy with so much transcendent talent kind of struggles as acutely as he does in the playoffs. And I don't have a good answer for it. You know, some, some, some folks say that he just kind of puts himself in positions where he puts too much pressure on himself or he just feels like he has to change his game in a way to prove people wrong in a head-to-head matchup against a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know. You know, he, he's kind of a he's, – he's inscrutable in a lot of ways, and I don't know that we'll, we'll know a whole lot more about him at this point next year. <laughs> Jonas Schaefer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, we are talking about the Baltimore Ravens there uh, earlier than expected. You can't, you can't get to the conference title game and say it's an early exit, but earlier than expected, an anticipated exit from the playoffs. And, you know, Mike McDonald, you mentioned the name, the defensive coordinator, not the lead singer of the Doobie Brothers. Mike McDonald leaving the Ravens to go be the head coach in Seattle how is that expected to, you know, how big of a loss is that for the Ravens as they try and re, retool, re, you know, cycle things back for next year? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be their their biggest, most significant departure of the offseason. I mean, and and that is saying something considering this is a team that could lose uh, Jadevian Clowney, uh, you know, in free agency, is likely going to lose Patrick Queen in all pro in free agency. You know, Geno Stone for rotational safety, but still a guy who was second in the NFL in interceptions. Uh, I, I think the Ravens are pretty confident about keeping Justin Matabike around for, for at least another year. Um, so, you know, he, he's a guy who basically since Roquan Smith got to Baltimore, oversaw the NFL's best or second best defense. You know, don't want to piss off too many of your guys, wrap uh, Browns fans there, uh, two to, to defenses that were uh, special in, in their own unique ways. But to replace him, with a guy like Chris Orr, who obviously I'm sure a lot of Browns fans don't really know a whole lot about, but kind of, you know, came up with, with Mike McDonald on, on the coaching run, doesn't have the play calling experience that Mike did, um, you know, coming from that kind of year away from the Ravens at Michigan. So there's probably going to be even more of a learning curve for, for, for uh, Zach Orr than there was for Mike McDonald because he is a young guy, because he doesn't have those mental reps. So, uh, I think just based on how defenses kind of fluctuate from year to year, it's fair to expect that this defense might take a step or two down next year, but you're still talking about a group that has potential all pros at all three levels. You know, Matt Abike up front, Roquan Smith in the middle, uh, Kyle Hamilton at safety. If Arnold Humphrey gets healthy, that's another guy who has, you know, probable potential. So there are definitely worse scenarios to step into, but it's asking a lot of, of, you know, this coaching staff next year to have anywhere close to the success that this year's defense did. Jonas, you talk about the uh, concerns in Baltimore uh, as far as what uh, they're going to look like in, in 2024 uh, with some of the pieces they might have to replace. Um, they, they at least 
are a contender in the conference. They've they've won uh, the AFC North quite a bit. The Browns have never done that. They've never won the division. I'm curious, how are the Browns viewed by the Ravens? They split the season series this year, but do, do ball, does Baltimore look at the Browns like a legitimate threat in the division? Man. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's, it's t- I, I know that there was a lot of apprehension about the possibility of a Browns-Ravens playoff game because of everything that they had cooking for them, because of how well... You know, Cleveland with a clearly ailing Deshaun Watson was able to just march up and down the field in the second half of that game in Baltimore to knock them off. You know, Lamar struggles under pressure. He struggles when he's blitzed. You know, what Jim Schwartz was able to do schematically, you know, had given him trouble uh, after that that fast start for the Ravens. So it's tough to say with all the uncertainty at quarterback right now for, for Cleveland, just how the Ravens feel about the Browns. You know, Obviously, it's been a kind of one-sided, you know, series historically. And I know the kind of familiar line about the Browns is, you know, same old Browns, same old Cleveland. Uh, I think, obviously, that that has started to change with what the fancy has done just to stabilize the franchise and the talent that he's been able to get there and just how, they, how they've been able to kind of build that defense to stop the Ravens in a lot of ways with, with the speed that they have. But obviously, um, just with, with the talent that they've, been able to accumulate on offense, not really matching up with, uh, you know, the, the investment that they've been able to, to get a quarterback. I, I still feel like the Ravens feel like they are closer to the top than, uh, excuse me, I, I feel like the Ravens feel like the Bengals are closer to the top than, than Cleveland is. But again, you know, it, it, these two, two teams know each other so well, it feels like it's always a coin flip as long as both quarterbacks are healthy. So uh, I'm excited to see what Cleveland can do this year. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if they're ahead of the Ravens in the AFC North next year. So I was, uh, I'm, I'm on your Twitter account as part of like talking to you, making sure we're covering all the stuff for this. I don't know. I'm defending myself with this question. The point is, I thought back to the conference title game, and and I saw you, uh, you know, tweet or retweet uh, a, a tweet about John Harbaugh's quotes on Justin Tucker, some of the mind games that that led into that conference title game. I'm just curious, do you think it's fair to say that the Chiefs got into the the head of the Ravens with all the antics, the Justin Tucker stuff, Travis Kelsey clearly talked a lot. Do you, do you think that was a big part of this loss for Baltimore? And if so, do you think that's, I mean, I don't want to say a concern, but is that something they have to kind of fix going forward if they run too hot? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that their their disposition was, you know, they kind of played with their emotions on a, on a bit of a nice edge. You know, they were a team that knocked a lot of quarterbacks out of, out of games, <laughs> you know, and that they they did so legally, uh, I, I want to say, for for the, the, the majority of the season. Um, I know there was an intent to, to try to rough up Patrick Mahomes, but they frankly did not come all that close in the first half, and that was the, the part of that game that mattered the most. So I don't think the... Tucker, uh, you know, Kelsey, Mahomes situation had a whole lot to do with it. Uh, it. It definitely seemed to inflame those guys a little bit. I mean, hearing those guys go on McAfee and talk about how if Tucker had missed that last, uh, you know, that late fourth quarter field goal, they were going to run onto the field and just kind of celebrate like, uh, you know, a bunch of guys playing Fortnite or something. Uh, that, that was interesting. But I, I do think that the Ravens, you know, let their emotions get the best of them. I mean, no reason for Kyle Van Noy at the end of that first half, uh, as Kansas City is clearly just trying to run out the clock, get the halftime so they can take the ball and start on another drive in the second half. No reason why he should be bumping into Kelsey and you know talking smack and, and doing everything like that. Um, the other you know, 15-yard penalties, I think, were, were a little bit more forgivable, but, but there were definitely situations where you could tell that the Ravens um, just were not themselves. I mean, Lamar tossing his helmet, Bay Flowers slamming his, uh, his hand on a bench or on the ground and, you know, suffering a cut uh, the Ravens you know c- kind of ran hot at times this year and it worked to their advantage at times but this was definitely a game where uh, maybe they just should have reined it, reined it in a little bit more and maybe if they had uh, they'd still be playing are the Ravens in position to uh, repeat not only repeat uh, but go even further next year yeah yeah I mean I, I think so you know the, the the comparison I think you're already starting to see it right now is you know the 2011 Ravens team was a team that went that went uh, 12 and four. Uh, a lot of Ravens fans were, are you know will, will swear to this day that that team was more talented and just straight up better than the 2012 team that ended up you know getting on that magical carpet ride and um, you know winning the Super Bowl uh, against all odds with, with Joe Flacco catching fire and Ray Lewis playing in his last season. And, and there's already some comparisons being drawn between that two-year period and what might happen with the end of this season and looking ahead to next season because the Ravens will not be as deep as they are this season. They're going to lose some crucial guys. You know, there, there's already been this, this brain drain of, of losing assistants and coordinators to, to, to spots that are, you know, promotions. But if Lamar learns the lessons that he has to, if this offense can take another step in that partnership with Todd Munkin in year two, if the defense can, you know, find a way to get contributions out of guys who didn't play a whole lot this year like Marlon Humphrey, David Ajabo, this can still be a top five, uh, top five defense. And, you know, if you've got a top five to top 10 offense, top five defense, top five special teams, and that's usually been the expectation for the Ravens, that that is the recipe for a potential Super Bowl champion. Uh, I, I still don't think next year's team has really any shot at being as good as this year's one was. But as long as you're in the dance, and I think the expectation is for the Ravens to make the playoffs, then you've got a shot. Jonas, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. And uh, I would say good luck next year, but I just would not mean it at all. So, I mean, good luck to you personally. And hopefully maybe next year they'll pay for you to go to Mobile because the Ravens have a top 10 pick. That's just kind of what I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking free trips for you that aren't next year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't remember the last time we've needed to go to Mobile uh, because they, just, they are always in that 20 to 32 range. But one of these days I'll, I'll need to look at quarterbacks, but uh, probably not for the next couple of years. All right.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.